Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. All right, and uh, back for another week on Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. You know, I feel pretty refreshed. I took a week off and uh, went skiing last week, and I uh, had a friend that uh, flew into Boise, Idaho, and we drove over and skied Sun Valley for spent a day there and then drove over to Jackson Hole and spent two days there. Drove down to Steamboat, Colorado, spent a couple days there, and then finished up uh, with three days in Snowmass and just had a wonderful time. They've got good snow in the west, and I'll tell you, they need it. Uh, so that's uh, cross our fingers that they keep getting all that snow because we've got a lot of dry areas in the west. And being a Colorado boy, a Colorado native, I really appreciate the fact that they're getting all that snow because I know the downside when they don't. But, you know, one a, a very interesting conversation took place at my very first stop. I was in, um, again, Sun Valley, and I was having lunch, and I started talking with this couple. We were sharing a table, and they had family. They were in from New York, and they had family in Seattle, and so they were asking me what I, I did for a living and what I did out in Seattle. And I said, well, you know, we help people with long-term care planning. And they looked at me, and they seemed, you know, a little bit confused at first. And, and, like, they just really weren't sure what I was talking about. So I kind of explained what it is and what, what I was doing. And it got me thinking, you know, most people don't put a lot of thought into planning for an extended care situation unless they have watched a loved one go through it. And even then, many people don't think it will happen to them. You know, I call this the wishful thinking syndrome statistically, seven out of 10 of us are going to need help at some point before our time is up. So the odds are stacked against us. That's what that statistic tells us. Yet many people still don't understand or or have a grasp of what an extended care situation is or what the consequences are. So I want to spend a little time today just going back to some of the basics on what long-term care is, but where the meat of this show today is going to be the funding options because When I say long-term care insurance, many people still think of like homeowner's insurance or car insurance, or we just start writing a check for something that we're probably not going to use. And today's plans are completely different. We have a lot of different funding options and a lot of ways to set these up. And that was something I was trying to explain to the people. It's like, well, we set up plans that pay you back whether you use them or not. And they were just totally intrigued because they had never heard about that. But let's go back to the basics here. What is long-term care? If you just type that in on the, on, onto Google, you can end up like on Wikipedia has a definition. And here's what Wikipedia says. Long-term care is a variety of services which help meet both the medical and non-medical needs of people with a chronic illness or disability who cannot care for themselves for long periods. That's the key, right? It's about needing help to get through the day for an extended period of time. That's why they call it long-term care. So a lot of people still think of long-term care as just, you know, end-of-life care. It's, well, I'm in hospice care. It's just like the last two weeks, but it's not. that It's in the name, long. It's just where we need help. It's a safety issue to get through the day, and it's going to be caused by either a physical impairment, meaning that, I, you know, I'm having problems transferring and bathing and dressing, and I need help moving around, things like that. Or it's going to be caused from a cognitive impairment, which means that, yeah, maybe I can do all the activities of daily living, but I can't make clear decisions and it's a safety issue. So either way, that's what's going to, that's how we're going to end up in that extended care situation or long-term care situation. So why do we get long-term care insurance? And this was something that, you know, fascinates me about people when we start talking about long-term care and insurance. A lot of people just still think of long-term care insurance as a default. If I have enough money, whatever that number is, I don't need long-term care insurance. But the reason why we get long-term care insurance, number one, is to pay for care in a variety of settings. And what I mean by that, it's the care that we need, whether it's in our home, whether it's an adult family home, assisted living, skilled nursing, a memory clinic, it doesn't matter. It's the long-term care insurance is there, but again, a bucket of money to pay for that care in a variety of services. Now, 
the types of care that are paid for are going to be mostly custodial. That's about three out of four dollars that are paid out of long-term care insurance plans go to custodial care. What is custodial care? That's simply the care. If you're taking care of a loved one, that's the care that you're providing them. You're helping them get through the day. The bathing, the dressing, the eating, the medication management, the getting getting them to doctor's appointments. That's custodial care. Custodial care is different from skilled care, skilled care being a nursing home or where we have to have medical professionals providing care. However, long-term care insurance will pay for both of those. And so those are the types of cares that you're going to get paid for. And again, you know, when we think of custodial care, that's also going to include things like uh, light housekeeping, laundry, help with grocery shopping, help with your mail and finances. So there's a, a wide range of services that are covered by a long-term care plan. And a lot of people, again, don't understand that. They're thinking that it's medical. I have insurance. I don't need to worry about that. I can handle everything, you know, on my own that the doctors aren't going to handle. And then they're surprised to find out, you know, they have that stroke and they spend a couple weeks in the nursing home and then the doctor releases them and says, you're good to go home or you're going to have to pay if you're going to stay here. So that's one of the things that people I think get surprised at is they think it's medical in nature. Long-term care really isn't. About three out of four of the dollars that are paid out are simply for custodial care. And then we look at the different locations that you can receive care. Again, your home all the way up to skilled nursing. And now there's all these new places, continuing care retirement centers. Um, adult family homes, assisted living facilities, a lot of places you can go in as independent living and then you can move up. A continuing care retirement center is one of those. We go in independently, but they have care all the way up to skilled nursing on the same area or the same campus so that you don't have to move. So there's a lot of varieties, a lot of places. Most people start their journey in their own home. That's where they prefer to stay. But if you get to a point where you're having someone in there eight or 10 hours a day, you're going to cross this delta at some point where it's going to make sense for you to maybe move to some kind of facility. And that's where the facilities have really um, sprung up everywhere, just all kinds of different types and really nice places out there. Now, the other reason why we get long-term care insurance is to make sure our care is managed in a time of need. And this is often overlooked. So again, when I was talking to those people at lunch, I'm trying to explain really what long-term care is and why it's important. But the insurance, we're not getting it because we don't have enough money. Again, most of my clients could self-insure. But there's two things long-term care insurance does really well. Number one, it provides the funds to pay for that care. It provides funds in a tax-free manner. So again, you're not claiming that money as income that comes out of that policy. You're not paying taxes when you convert assets to income like you do if you're self-insuring. So it pays for care really well. But the second thing these plans do that people often overlook is they help you manage your care. Some of our best companies provide a wide variety of services, including concierge claim support. So again, think of them as that travel guide, somebody that you know that you can call, I've got a question, what do I need to do here? This is the situation, and they've been there before. They understand the questions, they understand the medical language, and they can certainly help you out. And that provides a great relief to your family members more than anything. So those are really the, the, the two main reasons why we get long-term care insurance is to pay for care in a time of need, but also to make sure our care is managed in a time of need. Now, what are you doing when you design a plan? When you design a long-term care insurance plan, well, you're, you're, you're doing really two things. You're saying, how much protection do I want as far as total coverage, total benefit? And then you're saying, how fast can I pull that money out of that plan? So again, I have a bucket of money. I want X amount of money in that bucket, or even like my policy, it's unlimited, so I'll never run out of money in my bucket. What I had to decide on is how much a month I want to be able to take out in a time of need, and do I want that policy to grow? And so that's the key thing that we're doing when we're setting up a long-term care plan. We're not trying to, you know, we're used to health insurance where we say, well, when we meet a deductible, then everything is covered. Well, long-term care is different. It's going to provide a benefit for you to pay for care. Now, you may want it to pay for all of your care, so you might get a very robust benefit, or you might be someone that just says, well, between my pension and Social Security, I would like X amount more per month to help me pay for care so I don't have to sell my house or drain down my assets. So that's really what we're doing when we're designing a long-term care plan, is we're saying, how much money do I want in that bucket, and how fast can I take that out? Now, the other thing to keep in mind is there's different types of long-term care plans, the most people are still thinking about the traditional. That's the pay-as-you-go. So that's our homeowner's insurance. As long as you keep paying the premium, the policy's in force. However, if you don't end up in a long-term care ins- 
uh, situation, you do not get money back, just like our homeowner's insurance. If the house doesn't burn down, they don't pay us back. Then we have, you know, and that's been the, actually back up here, that's been the standard policies really since the 1970s. But those policies have shrunk tremendously from 127 offerings to less than 10 today from different carriers. Today, really where we're seeing the growth are the asset-based plans. They're also called hybrid or linked benefit plans. Asset-based plans pay you back if you don't use them. Win, lose, or draw, meaning if I have a nice long life, I don't need long-term care insurance, I'm going to get my money back or the estate's going to get my money back or the estate might even get more money back. The last two weeks on the client of the week, I've showed people that have gotten you know, 40% more, 60% more back to the estate if they don't use their plans. So asset-based plans pay you back if you don't use them. If you do need long-term care, you can get up to a lifetime benefit of coverage. Or if you have to cancel your plan, there's going to be some value in them. So that's really the key difference, traditional plans and asset-based plans. Now, I need to take a quick break here, but stick around. When we come back, what I want to do is jump into the different ways that we can fund these plans. And I'll explain the difference between traditional and asset-based. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. Um, Again, you can download and subscribe to this podcast at our website at 525longtermcare.com. You can also sign up for our classes. We do a couple of live webinar classes every single month. And coming up here, we have one on the 11th, which is Saturday. And then we have one on the 16th, which is a Thursday. And so you can get that information. And all we ask you to do is just sign up and we're going to send you a link. And that's all you have to do is just click on that link and you can watch it in your browser. You can watch it on your smart television. You can do it on, a, on, a, on an iPhone, on an iPad. It doesn't matter, your laptop. So it's really easy. You don't have to download any software. And again, the class is designed to really just give you the, 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 the 101 basics, what long-term care is, what it pays for, what Medicare, Medicaid pay for what your options are, and then we're going to sum it all up with you know comparing long-term care insurance planning to self-insurance and Medicaid planning and things like that. And then we answer your questions at the end. And so it's just a real good way to get a lot of information in a compact, tidy little 45 minutes. 
And then we're going to um, send you a book as well, too, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning. It's something that we put together, and we give it out to the people that attend our webinars as a thank you gift. So look for that on our website at 525longtermcare.com, and you can sign up for those classes. Now, uh, ways to pay for your plan. So we're talking about you know why we get long-term care insurance. It's really to make sure our care is managed and funded in a time of need. That's what long-term care insurance does really well. And then we have the traditional plans and we have the asset-based plans, which honestly, asset-based plans are 95% of our business. These are the plans that pay you back if you never use them. They're just a better way to self-insure. Because honestly, if you don't have long-term care insurance, you are self-insuring that event. These new asset-based plans are just a better way to self-insure. You're going to get your money back either way, but should you need care, you're going to get the leverage, you're going to get the tax savings, you're going to get that concierge claim support if you choose it. So there's all kinds of advantages to having a plan versus just having money in the bank. Now, what people don't know is that there's a lot of different ways to fund these plans today. And what I want to do is separate this out into two categories. Traditional long-term care insurance plans pretty much pay as you go. That's still the standard, meaning you design a plan, they give you a premium, you can pay it monthly, you can pay it annually, and you're just going to keep stroking those checks until you go on claim or until you pass away. But they're not going to pay the estate back. There are some riders that you can put on some of these traditional plans that will pay you back. But really what they do is they push the cost up so much that you're better off just going with an asset-based plan. So we don't get those... Uh, type of clients. You know, if you're a C corporation, maybe, but as a general rule, if you're just an individual looking for long-term care insurance and you want it to pay you back, you don't want to do that through a traditional plan. Traditional plans are use it or lose it. They're the standard that have been out there forever. Those companies are shrinking. They have rate increases. That's probably the biggest downside is the rates aren't guaranteed on those. The premiums aren't. So the rates can go up in the future. But traditional plans, as a general rule, pay over time until you go on claim. There are a couple companies that offer 10 pay, which means I'm going to pay in my policy is going to be fully paid up in 10 years. And when you do the math on that, it's usually about 26 years worth of, you know, to 28 years of, of, of premium payments. It's meaning that if I'm going to do a 10 pay, I'm going to pay as much money in 10 years as I would pay over 26 or 28 years if I just took the traditional pay as you go. So again, most of the time, it's traditional. We're pay as you go because we're trying to keep that payment down, the actual premium. So that's traditional. So let's just leave it there. That it's as a general rule, traditional pay as you go till I go on claim. And the great thing about a traditional is if you know you're going on claim tomorrow and you're healthy enough to qualify today, you get your plan, you go on claim tomorrow, they waive the premiums after that, you start receiving your benefit. Problem is we don't know that. I call it Murphy's Law. You know, if you get a traditional plan, you're gonna be on the CBS Sunday morning news show blowing out candles on your 100th birthday and that bill is going to keep showing up for your long-term care insurance because you got to pay until you either pass away or you cancel the policy or you go on claim that's it so when we move over to the asset-based plans there's many options on asset-based plans and this is where i think a lot of people are surprised number one you can do a single premium. You hear me talking about that on the client of the week because a lot of our clients come in and they say, well, I'm self-insuring and we're going to reposition these assets, take them out of one pocket, put all those features and benefits on them and stick them right back in the other pocket. It's still your asset. So that's very popular. But we can also set up a wide variety of different ways to fund an asset-based plan. And again, asset-based plans are going to pay the estate back whether you use them or not. You can do a pay-as-you-go asset-based plan. And what that simply says is that I'm going to set up annual payments and I'm going to pay into that over time until I go on claim. There's two companies out there today that have those plans and they look very similar to a traditional plan with one big exception. You will get some money back if you don't use your plan. The second thing that they do is they have guaranteed level payments. So if I have a traditional plan, I'm subject to rate increases if the insurance company raises rates. If I have an asset-based plan that I'm paying or funding over time, I'm going to have guaranteed level premiums. Now, the difference is if I'm doing a traditional plan, I'm not going to get any money back. On an asset base, I'm going to get some money back. And it depends how you design that plan. It might be as much as you paid into the plan, or it might be less if you have inflation riders and things like that. But regardless, there's still some value in that plan if you don't use it. And I mean, I tell people, think about your homeowner's insurance. What if you, you know, you live in your house for 30 years and then you downsize to a condo and move to the Sunbelt 
and you sell your house, what if the insurance company said, hey, here's 50% of your premiums back? Well, you'd be pretty happy, right? Well, the asset-based plans will do that. Some cases, they'll give you even 100% or more of your premiums back, depending how we funded them. Another way that you can fund an asset-based plan is what we call limited pay. So over a limited period of time, it's usually annual payments, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, paid up at age 65. So there's a finite amount of money going into the policy. That's what I personally have. I have a 10 pay, which just simply says, I'm going to make 10 annual payments. When I'm done with those payments, my policy is fully funded and it's going to continue to grow if you have an inflation rider on it and there's going to be some value in it. And the nice thing about those limited pay options too is that most of them have a waiver premium built in, meaning that if I have a 10 pay, I get hit by the bus at year five and I'm on claim, I'm not going to be making those annual payments anymore. They're going to waive those premiums. So limited pay. We talked about single pay, again, just walking in with a single lump sum. There's also a very great way to to fund plans if you have existing life insurance or an existing annuity, and that is through a 1035 exchange. So that means I can take life insurance that has cash value or surrender value, exchange that means I roll that money into a new plan. Now I can still have life insurance. I can still um, have an annuity if it's an annuity chassis. But the bottom line is now, now I have three times more for long-term care, or I can have lifetime benefits for long-term care. There's a lot of ways we can do that. So if you have life insurance that has value in it, maybe you took it out when you're 20s or 30s, and now you're 65, the house is paid for, the kids are gone, I've got this life insurance policy sitting there with cash value and a small death benefit, you can 1035 exchange that cash value in, and there's no taxes. You avoid any taxes. The reason why you would have taxes, by the way, is if your cash value is $100,000, but the cost of that insurance, meaning the total of premiums you paid in was only, say, 75000 If you just cancel the policy and get your $100,000 back, the IRS says, well, you have a $25,000 gain. You have to pay tax on that. If you 1035 exchange it, you don't have to pay any tax on that. So that's why that's very popular. Now, we can also do a combination of any of those. Pay as you go, limited pay, single pay, 1035 exchange. And what I mean by that because let's say a policy is $200,000 in a single pay. You might also be able to go in there and say, well, I'm going to pay $100,000 up front, and I'm going to spread out the other $100,000 over 10 years and have the same benefits and the same coverage. Or if you're doing a 1035 exchange, so I've got $75,000 of cash value and life insurance, but I really want to put $150,000 into my long-term care plan, you can do a 1035 exchange for the $75,000. And you can add another 75000 or you can pay that other 75000 over time. So there's a lot of different things we can do when we fund these plans. Now, so again, recap on that, pay as you go, limited pay, single pay, 1035 exchanges. Those are some of our most popular ways to fund these asset-based plans or a combination of those. The last way that we can fund them, which is is we're the, the number one um, advisor in the country that does this, and it's using existing retirement accounts. So I take $200,000 out of an IRA, I move it over to the insurance company, I set up a lifetime benefit of long-term care, I have some kind of death benefit, I have some cash value in that plan, but here's what happens. I'm not taxed on that $200,000 when I pull it out and give it to the insurance company, they spread the taxes out over 10 years, and the nice thing about that is that I'm going to get a 1099R every year for 10 years, and that counts towards my required minimum distributions. That's the money you have to start taking out now. If now it's 73, it's going to be up to age 75 by, I think it's 2033 in in another 10 years. But that's the money that you have. So let's say you have a million dollars in an IRA and you're 73 years old. They're going to say, well, you've got to take out roughly $36,000. Well, if you had given them a chunk of money and they were pulling out $25,000 a year for 10 years, that $25,000 that they're taking out is actually going to count towards your required minimum distributions. The one thing I can't do if I'm using retirement accounts is I can't do that combination. So I can't do $100,000 of retirement account and then pay you know, a little bit more in over 10 years. They don't allow us to do that. We have to separate out, um, go into a different type of program. If we're using retirement accounts, we have to just do the whole thing through retirement accounts. But those are some of the different ways you can fund these plants. So a lot of options. Um, I got to take a quick break here for the news, but when I come back, I'm going to introduce you to our client of the week, Monica. I'm going to show you how we set up a limited pay plan and why she chose to pay or or chose a plan that cost her more than the same amount of coverage would cost her from a different company. I'll explain why we did it. We'll be right back. 
Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. Again, you can uh, subscribe and download um, the episodes. You can, if you subscribe for the podcast, you'll get a little notification once we get that new podcast out and we put a new one out every week. So um, sign up for that, subscribe to that, and then you can listen to it at will. And so I know a lot of people are listening on the radio still because we are in several markets on different radio stations. And so if you miss part of the show or you hear it, just go to 525longtermcare.com. At the top of the screen, you're going to see podcast. Click on that and it'll guide you through and you can download all of our old episodes or subscribe and get notified when we put the new episodes out. So this week, um, I want to talk to you, uh, you know, we're going to go through our client of the week, which is our most popular segment. It's always at the bottom of the hour. But our client of the week this week is Monica, who is 53. And Monica is married with two grown daughters. Her husband, Patrick, does not have any options at all for long-term care insurance due to pre-existing conditions. So um, they're still both working, and they, they plan on working for hopefully another 10 years if their health allows them to do do that. And they came to us because they had some some kind of unique concerns here. And this is, is kind of common when we have somebody that is not insurable. Number one, the husband is uninsurable. So they're looking at this and they're saying, okay, we're going to have to self-fund any extended care situation for him, period. And what they're worried about is that if something happens to Patrick, that Monica is going to, you know, they're going to have to spend out a big chunk of their assets. And then if Monica lives longer, they may not have the assets that Monica needs to pay for an extended care situation without having to sell the home or just her ending up broke. And so that is really their biggest concern. And this is what a lot of people forget. They assume that because, you know, that, that, that one person is uninsurable, that neither one of them should get long-term care insurance. And it's just the opposite. The person that can get it needs to make sure that they have a meaningful plan in place. And the other thing, they need to make sure that think what happens if something happens to Monica. It's the same thing. If they start spending all their assets down, they know that there's no other choice for Patrick. And so they just wanted to protect their estate and make sure that they had some funds available for Monica regardless of the outcome, whether Patrick ends up in long-term care or not, or if she ends up in long-term care first, she doesn't drain the assets down that are going to be needed to pay for Patrick. So that was really their biggest concern. What we found out about them when we started talking to them is that they have – Monica's in good shape physically – so she has quite a few options. So we could really go from traditional plans to any of the asset-based plans. I mean, she's 53 years old. She's in great shape, lots of options. Again, Patrick has no options due to pre-existing health conditions. They have a nice nest egg set up, including retirement accounts, a little bit of cash savings. Um, their home is going to be paid off here shortly, so they're planning on getting that paid off within the next couple of years. Um, Patrick will have a pension when he retires. And uh, they will both have Social Security. So what they're really looking at is between Social Security and pension and then their retirement accounts, that's going to be the money they live on in their retirement. Now, again, the downside is they're trying to save money because they know if something happens to Patrick, they don't have a long-term care insurance plan available for him. So that is, again, their biggest concern. What they wanted from a plan. They really wanted a buffer to make sure that they have some money set aside for Monica because, again, what happens if we use a big chunk of that estate for Patrick? Well, Monica could end up going on care later in life, burn through all her assets, and end up on Medicaid, and she doesn't want that. They wanted from their plan the flexibility to pay for care in a wide variety of situations. Monica wanted to know about paying family members, and you know she's saying, hey, look, if I have family members helping me out, is there a plan that would allow me to pay them? I don't know that I'm necessarily going to do it that way, but I would like that option if that's possible. They love the idea of getting money back if they didn't use it, meaning, again, I get lucky. I have a nice long life. I do not need long-term care insurance. My money wasn't wasted. It's going to come back to the estate. Um, they weren't too worried about claim support. You know, that concierge claim support as we started talking to them. 
So Monica's got a sister who is a nurse, and one of her daughters is a nurse, and her other daughter is a CPA. So Monica said, look, we're all pretty close, and I'm surrounded by people that I trust and I know, and so I don't think I'm quite that worried about the concierge service. I'm more worried about the flexibility of who I can pay. And I'm just like, okay, note to self. Because, again, that's what we're doing during this process when we're designing a custom plan for you. What makes sense for your particular situation? Your situation is different than mine, so let's design a plan that works for your situation um, instead of just trying to sell you the same plan that I have. I mean, that's kind of the key when I go into these um, these situations when I'm designing plans for our clients. They could fund it in a single lump sum. So they had the cash savings set aside and said, well, we can come in and we can reposition that, but we're also still working. We have excess savings. Our kids are gone, so we're saving money every month. We maybe you know, would probably like to pay it out of income if we could or spread it out a little bit over time. I said, sure, that's an option because, again, the funding options, single lump sum, limited pay, continuous pay, there's lots of different options. So that's what we ended up doing. We ended up settling on an asset-based plan, and we decided that we're going to fund it over time. And We decided to choose a 10-year payment schedule, meaning that one annual payment for 10 years and then the plan is fully paid up. So here's what we did. We set up a plan that's going to be funded with 10 payments of $15,625. So over that 10 years, assuming she makes all 10 payments, it's $156,250 going into her plan. Now, again, I say assuming she makes all 10 payments. If she gets hit by the bus at age 60 and she goes on claim, she's not going to make those last three payments because there's going to be a waiver of premium. But that rarely happens. But just know that it's, you know if, if it does happen, you don't have to make all those payments. So you get that waiver of premium built into this particular plan. Now, for that $156,000 over the 10 years that she puts in, she will receive an immediate benefit day one of $6,000 a month for a minimum coverage of $432,000. So if you divide that out, that's 72 months at $6,000. That's six years minimum of coverage. Now, that's day one. So that means that if she writes the check for $15,000, makes that deposit to the insurance company, she goes out and gets hit by the bus, she can pull out $6,000 tomorrow a month for six years. So she has $432,000 of long-term care insurance. However, the plan has an inflation rider on it. And again, you're going to hear me say this over and over again. I don't like that name. It's not tied to the inflation. It's a compounding effect. So her plan is basically going to grow by 3% every year. And what that means is that $432,000 of total coverage increases by 3% every year. And that $6,000 a month of benefit is going to increase by 3% every year. That's what we call an inflation rider. The idea is that the rider helps the policy keep up with inflation. It's not tied to inflation. It's just going to compound by 3%, or you could even choose 5% if you wanted to. So what that means is, you know, that $432,000 10 years down the road when she's through paying for this policy is going to be worth 604000 and she's going to have $7,829 a month. Year 20, she's going to have $816,000 of total coverage, and she'll have $10,521 a month. And let's take her out to age 83, so 30 years down the road. She's going to have $1.1 million of long-term care insurance at $14,139 a month. Now, remember, she's paying $15,000 a year for 10 years for $156,000. 30 years down the road, she's got $14,000 a month. So that's what this plan does when you put the inflation rider on it. It's going to grow the benefit that you get every month, and it's going to grow the total amount of coverage by 3% every year. Now, if she doesn't use her plan, what does she get back? She gets what she put into her plan back, $156,250 paid back to the estate. If she cancels her plan while she's making her payments during the first 10 years, 80% of that money is going to come back. And if I just do the quick math, I say, well, that's about you know $3,200 a year would be equivalent to saying that, that she's losing, right? So if she cancels, she's going to give up $3,200 a year. Well, she cannot get a traditional plan that would provide the same amount of coverage with that inflation rider for $3,200 a year. So that's what people have to wake up to. They say, well... I'll just pay the 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 four thousand dollars a year on a pay as you go plan because then you know it's it's cheaper. It's like it's really not cheaper. I mean, even if she cancels at year eight, it's still going to be cheaper for her to have this plan than it would have been to pay into a traditional plan for eight years and cancel it. So, 
80% back if she cancels during her, her payment period. As soon as she's paid the plan up, starting year 11, she gets 100% or $156,250 paid back if she cancels her plan. So that's what I say. You know, Bernie Sanders is elected. Everything is free. We don't need long-term care insurance anymore. She can go get all of her premiums back. And remember, she had insurance all those years as well, too. And so that's what's so great about these asset-based plans. I would insure everything in my life this way. You know, if I, if, if I could get 100% of my car premiums back 10 years down the road because I didn't wreck my car, I didn't go on, there was no claim, I'd, I'd, it'd be wonderful. I mean, it'd be absolutely wonderful, and that's what this plan does. Now, here's something else to keep in mind with this plan. If she goes on claim and she uses all of her long-term care insurance, so let's just take her out to 30 years. She's 83 years old. She uses $1.1 million of long-term care, and then she passes away. Well, guess what? The estate's still going to get $28,800 paid back. That's the guaranteed minimum death benefit. If she goes on claim at year 10 and uses all $604,000 of of long-term care insurance and passes away, her estate's still going to get $28,800 back. So that's that guaranteed minimum death benefit. And when you think about these plans, when you see death benefit, it's death benefits paid back to the estate minus any long-term care paid out. What these guaranteed minimum death benefits say is like, look, you're going to get your death benefit minus long-term care, but you're going to get at least a minimum of $28,800 back. So you could use all of your long-term care insurance and still get a refund of $28,800. So that makes a lot of sense for her. If she does go on claim while making her payments, again, the payments are waived. That's waiver premium. If she dies while making her payments, the death benefit is paid out. So the same thing, if she makes two payments and then gets hit by the bus and she's gone, she gets a death benefit paid back to the estate. It's going to be about $145,000, $144,000 that first eight years, and then it'll bump up to that one fifty six. But again, that works like life insurance there. You don't have to make all 10 payments in to get that death benefit. So technically, she has some life insurance, but she also has long-term care insurance. That's what we got it for. And she's got a guaranteed minimum death benefit. I call that the funeral fund, meaning she uses all of her long-term care. She can still get $28,000 paid back to the estate. Now, other benefits about this plan. Cash benefit so she can pay family member. This is an indemnity plan. So that means that when the insurance company pays you, what they're going to do is you're going to trigger the claim the same way. I need help with two ADLs or I'm cognitively impaired. You're going to turn your policy on. The company's going to start sending you that check. So again, 30 years down the road, she would get a check for $14,139 a month, every month for six months or until she passes away. That is cash. She can pay family members with that informal care. Now, there is a 90-day elimination period on this policy, but it's actually called a 90-day retroactive or 90-day, zero-day retroactive elimination period. And what that simply means is when she goes on claim, the first 90 days of care she will pay for out of her own pocket. Starting month four, she's going to, so day 91, she's going to get a check for four months of long-term care insurance, and then every month she'll get that full check. And really, this, this works out really great because it takes a while to get a policy set up. They're going, like, say you were in a horrible car wreck, and by the time the dust settles and you get out of the hospital and physical therapy, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I need to file my long-term care insurance now, they're going to go back to the date that you were in the car wreck. And so the retroactive zero-day elimination period is just a wonderful benefit because you're not paying for that first 90 days of care you know, out of your pocket. You're going to get reimbursed for that first 90 days as well, too. Now, think what this does for them. It guarantees you know, both Monica and Patrick have a little bit of relief because they know they have a guaranteed growing bucket of money that's going to be there for Monica. She doesn't have to worry about what happens to her husband if he ends up in an extended care situation and they have to spend down assets. She knows she's still going to have this. It allows her to pay for family, which was very important to her. Again, her sister's a nurse. Her daughter's a nurse. Um, It gives her and Patrick that peace of mind knowing that regardless of who ends up in a care situation first, they're going to be able to protect assets for Patrick and not in, and if Patrick goes first, that they're still going to have some assets there, some some funding for the long term care for Monica, and so that's a really, you know, it's just a simple plan. They came in and based again on the pension, the Social Security, the income they knew they had coming in, they wanted a, a buffer. And again, remember, if you're only spending three thousand dollars a month and you have a six thousand dollar a month benefit, well, your policy is just going to last longer. The money does not expire in the bucket. Now, I was teasing you before the the last break. I said, I'm going to talk to you about a client that chose a more expensive plan for the exact same benefits. So let's talk about that. What what do I mean by that? So there's another company that offers this 
very similar program to this. They'll pay a cash indemnity benefit, $6,000 a month for six years with 3% inflation rider. So that's all the same. Cash benefits so she can pay the family member, that's the same. The premium is $13,911, so $139,000 over those 10 years instead of $156,000. The death benefits equal to the premium she paid in, so that's the same. And the guaranteed minimum death benefit is $10,000. So that's, okay, let's think about that for a second. That means if she uses all of her long-term care insurance, the family still gets $10,000 back. So why wouldn't you just take that plan? It's, it's, it's less expensive. Her plan's 156000 so $17,000 more than what this other offering was out there. So the guaranteed minimum death benefit on the plan that she has is 28000 The guaranteed minimum death benefit is only 10000 on this other plan. So that's $18,800. Is that worth it? Well, not really, you know, because she's paying $17,000 more to get that $28,000 back. So that's not really why you would choose this plan. But here's what I want you to understand. This is why Monica chose the plan she did. Both plans have a 90-day elimination period, meaning that when you go on claim, you're going to pay for the first 90 days of care. However, her plan, the plan that she chose, has that retroactive zero-day benefit plan, meaning that at month four, she gets that first 90 days back. Now, think about this. Let's assume that she's on claim at age 82. She's getting $14,139 a month. Okay, She's got to pay that out of her own pocket on either plan for the first 90 days, but she would get that money back on the plan that she chose, and that's the difference. So you're saying, well, I'm paying $17,000 more for the plan I chose over 10 years, but think about when she goes on claim, $14,000 times three, right? That's the money she's going to get back. She has nearly $45,000 that she's going to get back out of the plan that she chose that she's not going to get out of that other plan. And remember, a third of the people pass away within 12 months to file a claim. And so when you want that money coming back to you is when you go on claim. And if you're paying 90 days, this is just a more robust, a better plan. So we look at this, and on the surface, you can say, well, the other plan was you know, 13900 versus 15600 That seems like a better deal for the same benefit. But when we really look at the fine print, how much money is she going to get back? What's going to happen when she goes on claim? By putting a little bit more money into the policy, it's going to save her a ton of money down the road. I mean, that's real money. That's not worth paying $17,000 less and then have to pay $45,000 out of your pocket, you know, 30 years down the road if you need the plan then. So this is really the big picture look that you've got to look down and understand. A lot of a lot of agents out there, in fact, I was turned on to this other company because this advisor saying, well, they lowered their prices. Well, fine. They lowered their prices, but let's look what they took away from this. You're not getting that first 90 days reimbursed to you. That money is just gone when you spend it. And you also have a smaller guaranteed death benefit. And so you've got to really try to make sure when we're comparing these policies, compare apples to apples, not apples to oranges. And so it's just a, that's why she chose it. I'm looking at my clock here. I'm running a little bit long here. So I got to squeeze in my final break. So stick around. I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. 
Do you know that seven out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us. But the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, welcome back, and uh, thanks if you're stuck around from the beginning of Long-Term Care Radio podcast. I appreciate your interest. And again, if you miss it or you would like to get updated when these podcasts come out, just go to our website, 525longtermcare.com, check on podcast and it will walk you through there. You can subscribe, and we will give you a notification. And, you know, again, I have listeners all over the country now, and it's mostly because of the podcast. We are in a few radio markets, Colorado, Washington. We're obviously always looking for other opportunities to expand into other ones. But if you know somebody, family member, that's the way a lot of our, our listeners end up hearing about uh, long-term care radio is through a, somebody that's listened to the show, and then they get them to subscribe to the podcast. And so you can do that at our website. And also sign up for one of our classes. Classes coming up this month, we're going to be on the 11th and the 16th. So that's going to be a Saturday morning, and it's going to be a Thursday afternoon. And the classes are the same. What we're trying to do is squeeze one in on the weekend, and we're trying to squeeze one in during the week and the afternoon, but the classes are identical. You don't have to come to both of them. Just sign up for one of them. It's a great way to kind of learn. You get to see me live. Send me questions. We're going to talk about different things, aspects of long-term care planning, and answer your questions. So just a real a good way to kind of get the 10,000-foot view. So when we're ready to sit down and start designing a plan, we have the basics, what it pays for, where it pays for care, all those things kind of wrapped up. Now, when you purchase a plan, when you go out and you design a plan, keep in mind that the plan that you buy is going to determine several things. And in this case, our client of the week this week, she wanted to be able to pay family members. And so in order to do that, you have to have what they call an indemnity plan, or some people call them cash. What that simply means is once you go on claim, the insurance company just starts sending you a check. The IRS says you can receive up to, it's about $12,000 a month right now on a cash plan, and they're going to technically leave you alone. The downside is they can still audit you. They still can come in and say, okay, you received you know $10,000 a month for long-term care where did you spend that money? Because if you can't prove that you spent it on care, then guess what? It becomes income to you and you've got to pay tax on it. So Monica, our client of the week, said, I don't really care about the concierge claim service. Well, the cash indemnity plans don't offer any concierge claim service. They don't offer much claim support at all. They'll help you get the policy turned on. That's it. They're going to start sending a check. So you just have to have somebody that's willing to fill out the, the, the 8853, which is the IRS form, that you have to fill out if you have a cash indemnity plan. Because what happens at the end of a year when you have long-term care insurance, the carrier is going to send you a 1099 LTC. So the same as like a 1099I is for interest that you get from the bank or a money market account, savings account. A 1099R is how much money you pulled out of your retirement account. A 1099 LTC is simply how much money you receive from that long-term care insurance plan. Now, if it's on that 1099 LTC, there's going to be a little box. It's going to say reimbursement. If that's checked, you're done. You don't have to do anything. That means that the insurance company's verified all the expenses. They've done all the paperwork. You're done. On the, but you cannot pay family members with those reimbursement plans. If you move over to the plan that Monica has, it's going to be checked indemnity. What that simply means is that the insurance company just sent the money to you now you're responsible for filling out the paperwork that the IRS wants to know where you spent that money. 
So again, she has a daughter that's a CPA. She has a daughter that's a nurse. She has a sister that's a nurse. She doesn't need that concierge claim support, but she can pay family members. So that's the give or take when we're designing a plan. But I want everybody to understand that don't get hooked up on the sizzle. A lot of people say cash is king, cash is king, cash is king. I don't agree with that. Monica has the resources around her. She has the people around her that can help her. But if she moves into an assisted living facility, it's not going to matter because at that point, the assisted living facility is just – the, the 8853 can be filled out by the manager of the assisted living facility. She can pay you know any licensed agency or visiting angels coming into the home or whatever it is. That's not going to be a problem. Where the problem is is if you hire somebody from the community, remember, like I hire my neighbor's uh, daughter because they're out of school for the summer. Well, guess what? You became an employer. And with that, there's liability and there's taxes that have to be paid because the insurance money to you is tax-free, but the people that you pay, that's income. So taxes have to be paid. So just be very aware. When you design a plan, you choose a particular carrier. Like I can't go to a carrier that has a cash plan and say, I want it to be reimbursement. They don't do that. So you're either buying a Ford or you're buying a Chevy. The benefits are, you know, each company is going to have their own features and benefits insurance works the same way. You just need to understand how that's going to affect you down the road. And that's very key. So again, um, thanks for your interest this week. We have two classes coming up the 11th and the 16th. The classes are free. You can sign up at 525longtermcare.com. It's a real simple, great webinar, great way to learn. And and you'll meet myself, you'll meet Madeline, my case manager, and um, get your questions answered. So look for that at 525longtermcare.com and subscribe and download to our podcast. And I'm going to get to work. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. Do you know that 7 out of 10 people past the age of 65 need at some point some sort of long-term care? That's 70%. Now, many of us think it could never happen to us or somebody else is going to be there to take care of us, but the facts are clear. Most of us will need to pay for help in the future. And not only is that help expensive, but it puts a burden on family members as well. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, start today with 525 Advisors. Recent changes to the Pension Protection Act have made new programs more advantageous than ever. How would you like to get your premiums back if you never use your long-term care insurance? Well, you can. How would you like to leverage some of your savings for increased coverage using tax-free dollars? Now you can. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. Protect yourself and your family members from the high cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.